welcome to the Millennial Falcon Podcast, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. I am, once again, Willoughby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the D.C. area, and I am joined by only one of my co-hosts. I'm Hoi Chen Bu, your writer for Slash Film and a pop culture journalist in New York. Anya couldn't join us again today because of personal reasons, uh, but look forward to her coming back at some point. Wish you all the best, Anya. Um, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm sure she'll be happy not to be joining us with this uh, episode because uh, it's not uh, actually no. She she's interested in in this uh, this medium, I would say. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me just start with all the world's video game. We are all just players. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're talking about video game movies this today uh, in honor of the theatrical release of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, looking much more like his video game counterpart than he was initially the uncanny valley that was uh the first sonic trailer but um i i got to see sonic which is an okay movie but uh, we'll be talking less about sonic and more just about video game movies in general and uh the um the the wretched video game curse so to speak that uh applies to movies that adapt video games uh which basically uh comes down to there hasn't really been a good video game movie is it possible to make a good video game movie that's the question and that's what we'll be discussing but um you know actually sonic in terms of video game movies is actually doing quite well at the box office according to a new report today it has uh it's overperforming big time at the box office office and will make 68 million domestic over this long four-day weekend among the best president's day weekend openings ever with a worldwide total of 111 million which is actually quite unexpected i kind of expected it to somewhat flop but you know kids they really love those blue hedgehogs um but they don't turn out for every video game movie as we see uh but uh willoughby i want to ask you what do you think about video game movies and why have they not really done so well in the past I think video games and movies, they're such, you know, they both tell stories, but they do it in such different ways, especially like older video games that were more like, you know, light on plot and heavy on, you know, action that you as the player do. And so I think video game movies have always struggled because why would you um, watch something that you could physically like control yourself, you know? Um, cause, cause, and also like movies try to condense plot and a lot, and a lot, a lot of movies have, a lot of video games have like convoluted plots because it's based on like, you know, action that, you know, you have to like keep moving and you have to go to different places. And so like the plot keeps your like video game character moving, whereas a movie probably wouldn't have, so you know, like wild action. So like, or they try and like, and so like they reduce it down to nothing. For example, the Assassin's Creed movie um is terrible even though it looks really cool really looks good but like there's a it's a nothing plot it's basically like uh magneto uh uh michael fassbender is like he transports himself back to like the past in this like machine to like retrieve where this like holy grail type article artifact is for this evil company but he doesn't know the company's evil but then he does find out the company's evil and so like it's loosely based on the plot of the video game, which, but the video game has like a lot of like time and action where you're spent only as the character, but they decided to like make it like almost like a 50, 50 split even worse. So like you get a lot of like Michael Fassbender in the present doing like 
you know, like stuff that wouldn't really happen in the video game. And so it's just sort of, it's, that's just one example of like a video game where like it doesn't adapt the story or it doesn't adapt the source material to the best of its ability. Whereas I say, I would think like detective Pikachu, I think is a really good video game movie because it really does make you feel like you're watching, like you're, it's true to the source of like, like the, the character designs and, the actions that the Pokemon take, like you could see, it it, it seems like a very, uh, I, I wouldn't be page to screen, but sort of like screen to screen adaptation. Um, and like, they also did a really interesting way of like, it's a, it, there's no, they're not doing the story of red or blue in the, in the detective Pikachu. So, and they do like this, well, technically they're doing detective, detective Pikachu video game. But it's so niche that it doesn't really it feels like a like a fresh story to tell within the Pokemon universe and Pokemon is so expansive. So maybe my point should be focused on other non like multimedia uh, franchises. Um, but I think that yeah, video games, video game movies are are rough. I think the Detective Pikachu or Sonic may have the highest Rotten Tomatoes uh so uh, Detective score? Pikachu has a Rotten Tomato score of 69%. Currently, the nice. top video game movie uh, with the Rotten Tomato score is the Angry Birds movie 2 with 73%. Uh, Sonic, wow. uh, the Hedgehog, let me check out. It's not on this list that I'm looking at. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog like has 70. 63%. So oh, it went down. Yeah, okay. it's lower than Detective Pikachu. I guess as more people were seeing it and reviewing it, the score—I I think it like initially came out with like a score of 66, and then it went up to 70, and now it's a 63. So it's like, you know, where a lot of these video games are, but like none of them have broken through the 75% threshold. Like, yeah. uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's just sort of, you know, they tr- they try to adapt the material and it fails or not. I watched the Mortal Kombat movie. For, from 1995 for this podcast because I was like, oh, I'll do like a marathon of video game movies and uh, and then like I, I ended up not doing that, but I watched the Mortal Kombat uh, and it's super campy and it's super like I don't I actually never really played the Mortal Kombat game, so I actually don't know what like the, the quote unquote plot is. I mean, it's a fighting game, so I'm sure most of the plot is on like the manual, you know, or like the opening scene of the video game or whatever, whatever. So. But they do, it's just like a really f- like fun, campy action movie with like a lot of like martial arts fights. And so like you, you get sort of like, you know, it, it divorce it from the video game and it's like a, it's like a campy action movie. Um, but like the Super Mario Brothers movie, I feel like is the curse that really sort of like you can't have a defense against the dark arts teacher for more than one year sort of deal where like something happened in 1993 so that every video game movie from then on will be either a box office disaster or a, or like a critical failure or both um and that movie is just sh- like just shit it's just terrible um and I tried to watch it this weekend and it's not on any streaming platform. You can't rent it from Amazon or Google play or YouTube or like iTunes or any medium. Like they have scrubbed it from watching it online. You can like buy the DVDs and stuff on Amazon and stuff, but like the, they do not want you to watch this movie. And it may be because there's a super Mario movie coming out soon, or at least in a couple of years, like they announced it a couple of years ago. So like, maybe they're trying to like, you know, get that out of people's heads but like 
I remember watching that on TV and just thinking, like, this is garbage. Um, and that's a lot of me saying that uh, I just think that there's it's hard to adapt a video game to to the movie because you have to do a lot of condensing of plot and changing things. And sometimes it's for the better and sometimes it's for the worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if there's just something fundamentally unadaptable about video games because they, like you said, often involve hours and hours of plots uh, as a way of keeping the the players, uh, the fans uh, engaged. And that's the problem too. It's like, it's a very immersive experience. It's, a, it's, a, it's an experience that requires the um, the player to engage and to actively be involved with the plot, whereas movies are basically an inactive view, like a passive viewing experience. Like you can just sit back and let it play, but with a video game, it's very much the opposite. You have to engage with it. And I wonder if that's why movies have had such a, have difficulty adapting it because they can't bring that element into movies because it's just like the fundamental opposite of what movies are. Uh, but at the same time, video games have become more and more cinematic lately. And I think those often struggle more uh, with getting good adaptations because people, fans of those video games, expect something similar to the story. And when the movies adapt those stories, it just ends up feeling like a video game sequence. Uh, Case in point, the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider movie, which has a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, was actually like kind of successful adaptation, except every sequence that played out in the the movie were basically just like shot for shot, like from the video game. And people were like, it just feels like the video game, but with slightly better production values and sometimes not even as good because video games these days have such good production value that it feels cinematic. So it's um, it's a question of whether you want to adapt the story or adapt the experience. And either way, Hollywood has kind of failed at doing both. It's It goes to show that the most successful video game adaptation is the Angry Birds movie 2 based on a video game that has no plot. It's basically just, it's a yeah. mobile game in which you just shoot buildings with birds. And um, the, they plot, can... the plot of Angry Birds is that the pigs are like stealing the eggs of the birds. Yeah. And you have to get the eggs back by defeating the pigs. And that's it. Like, that's, you could, like, that actually does a lot of, uh, a, that gives you a lot of room to craft a story mm-hmm. that I feel like, another video like other video game franchises like tomb raider or or assassin's creed or like doom or something like they they are struggling to stick to the story that the video games play but also try to do something cinematic and that's that doesn't always come together yeah yeah i would say detective pikachu is kind of the first movie to find that nice in between because it is based off yeah. a game that has a an involved story, but they basically went out of the way to like do craft their own story. And while that that story that they made isn't the best, it's kind of okay. It, they tried, and I think that they like almost succeed. Um, <laughs> I, I I think what Detective Pikachu succeeds at like the plot is pretty basic mm-hmm. and you know, straightforward detective noir movie. But I think they got the feel of the movie or like the feel of the, of the, of the universe. Correct. Like, yeah. I feel like every time I watch the movie, it's one, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of last year. It is such, it feels like you're like in the Pokemon universe in this, like, it, like the adaptations of the Pokemon into 
real life feel really real and like you it the, the world feels correct and it feels realized which is a product of the fact that pokemon has been around for 20 years and it's been in you know video games it's been in tv shows like tv show movies like like th this is not the first time we that pokemon has been told it's pokemon is an anime and a and a video game so like stories have been told within this universe before this is the first time live action that they were able to do it so i think that you know it sort of helps to have like stories that are not video games to then adapt a video game franchise like The Witcher, which was a TV show. They adapted it into a TV show. They did a lot of stuff, you know, like it incorporates stuff from the books, it incorporates stuff from the vid from the video games. And there are sequences in the, the show that feel like a video game that is not pejorative. It's sort of like a fun, like, oh, it's a like a one, sh it's like a one take behind over the shoulder. You get to see Henry Cavill, like actually do like fun action. And like, he's actually like whenever he like, fights monsters and comes back and collects the pay like that's very video gamey so like there are parts of video games that can be adapted to screen and you know like i i, I i'm trailing here but like i think that you have to have sort of like a larger so either either no plot behind you or like an extensive plot mm. that is like fleshed out in other mediums before you could do a movie i don't know what i'm saying here you know like <laughs> Like there's a there's there is this weird in between that you sort of need to like there's a lightning in the bottle that I think Detective Pikachu did do a good job of doing. I haven't seen Sonic yet, so I don't know. I've seen some I've seen mixed results uh, in in the reviews Sonic of is, uh, for Sonic. Sonic is very mediocre. It's definitely not as good as Detective Pikachu, and okay. um, I I liked but didn't love Detective Pikachu. But Sonic was just kind of. It's a big shrug of a movie. I don't know. It just feels right. very like a a remnant. I mean, of I guess mid two thousand. I guess my question is like plot aside, does it feel like it is something from like this is the Sonic that we that we've like played before, or does it feel so like out of character or out of I context mean, like, or something? Not really. I mean, kind of both, <laughs> because <laughs> it basically like tries to create this whole premise that Sonic is on the run from people who want to use his powers and he jumps between worlds. Uh, but most of the movie is spent uh, in this small town in, I don't know, Minnesota or something. I can't remember what the state was. And half of the time, Sonic is just spending his time in a car, making his way to San Francisco. It's like, it's a road trip movie. It's <laughs> And like his powers that he can run really fast and yet he spends the entire time in a car. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The world, I say, I would say, isn't as qu quite as fleshed out, isn't nearly as fleshed out as a as a Detective Pikachu. That's the best thing about Detective Pikachu for sure. It has such a rich world, and yeah, like like you said, it, it's because there's been so much history and so much um, of that world building already built into the franchise. Speaking of Pokemon, the Pokemon franchise, actually, I have to say, um, I'm a little disappointed because um, this list I'm looking at of uh, that's rates. That shows all of the ratings, the Rotten Tomatoes ratings for every video game movie made uh, in the past uh, 20, 30 years. Uh, the Pokemon animated movies are included in here and they don't have good ratings. Like Pokemon, the first movie has a 15%. Uh, that's the 1999. You know what? That weirdly makes sense because reviewers, like critics at the time, Pokemon had only been around for three years. It's probably mostly, you know, children's children's tv show video game like 
the the adults in, who were watching watching movies probably didn't get Pokemon. Like I feel like I, I don't I don't know. That's what, that's how I'm trying to like wrap it around because I've watched I watched the movie recently. It just I mean it def, definitely feels like an extended episode of Pokemon, but it's not a bad episode of Pokemon. Yeah. There are lines of dialogue that Mewtwo speaks into into like like the circumstances of one one's birth does not make them who they are or something like that. Like there's a really powerful quote that people are like, this is from the Pokemon movie. And I think that this, I, I think like, I, I think if probably the context of where those reviewers were coming from probably means it got a low score. I think if like you had like the millennials who grew up with Pokemon reviewing that movie now, now they would probably give it more prob- probable positive. Uh, yeah, for sure. Cause like, I'm very upset right now because the Pokemon, the movie 2000, which is the best Pokemon movie only has a 19%. It should have like a oh, wow. 70% at least. It's a great movie. I still remember that movie. Whatever. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, reviewers at the time, you were wrong. wrong. <laughs> history, history, <laughs> Uh, I mean, wasn't it like, I mean, like, there are classic movies that got shit reviews, like, mm. uh, the one, it's, it's a Wonderful Life. That was a movie that was, like, panned by critics, and it didn't do well at the box office, and it is now, like, a historical, like, importance to Christmas and whatnot. So, like, you know, will it, 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 Pokemon stands the test of time. It is, it is historically significant. Just critics like, will rue the day. Life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that video game movies are very difficult to do because they are walking that fine line of a story that trying to trying to write a story that is adapted from a source material that you are actively playing in and they have to make it fun enough and and exciting enough and engaging enough so that you don't feel like oh I could just be playing the, the game at home like that's the that's the trick of the video game of the video game movie is to like have you like how do you turn how do you turn an active experience uh, into an enjoyable passive experience basically exactly and like there is the there is the whole like oh this this movie makes me want to go play the video game in a positive way and a negative way which is the negative way which is like oh i could just be playing a better story whereas the positive experience would be like i am so jazzed for this franchise let me go back and play the video games like the witcher witcher 3 the which is like like the best video game I've heard, I've heard of the franchise got like a sales increase of like a thousand percent in the last like four years because like in the last like two months because the Netflix show. So like there, that is people who are like, Oh, I should check out the video game. Whereas you get Assassin's Creed and you watch the movie and you're just like, I could be playing like a better version of the story, like four different times on my PlayStation right now. I don't like, why am I watching Michael Fassbender brood in a hood, like fifty percent of the time, instead of like eighty percent or like ninety percent of the time, like the video game. So, like, I don't know. I think there's, I, I, th- I think that video game movies are hard to do, and like, I get it. Like, you're they're trying to do, they are. It's like you know, like a book adaptation, but it's you know, a different a different version of that. I think that, yeah, Detective Pikachu is probably like the best version of that. Mm-hmm we've seen like if you say that it's better than sonic that so like maybe we're getting close i feel like the best the best movie that feels like a video game that isn't is edge of tomorrow mm-hmm. uh which does yeah. like fun respawning uh that happens in video games like a fun way like trying to progress through like a level yeah like a war- i wonder if like the best uh way of adapting sort of that 
experience or capturing that experience of playing video games is to not actually adapt a video game but to try to replicate what that experience is like in a fun and creative way like in Edge of Tomorrow or like in Jumanji, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, which also has similar, it's so successful because it basically shows the uh, the way of, like the, it, depla- it displays like the way of playing a video game without being based on a video game. It has like the whole right. thing with NPCs and it, it plays into that co- the comedy of it all. And then we have upcoming think, films yeah, like um, Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie that's like kind of based off of, that is um, inspired by like a Fortnite style video game. And those aren't based off video games, but they but they are definitely taking the... Um, the method, the medium of video games and turning it into a creative storytelling uh, means. Right. And like I heard th- good things about Hardcore Henry, that it's a very like well done action movie and upgrade that like they like give you the, the sensation of playing a video game. Like at least I think for Hardcore Henry, there's like it's like a whole first person movie like POV. So like you, you get that experience. And upgrade just feels like an like a video game I've heard, um, in like good ways. Like I feel like that's the thing is that you hear like a lot of the reviews and complaints for the Rise of Skywalker, which felt like like the first half of the movie just felt like fetch quests in a video game, uh, and and like a, a minor critique I've heard of the Mandalorian, which was that like it was also very video gamey in that he uh, takes on a like a like you know like a like a bounty or something and like defeats the creature and gets a, like an armor upgrade afterwards. So mm. like, uh, I actually hadn't heard that uh, critique. <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I heard that like the first three three or four episodes is, is very like the the approach to it, the, or at least the critical approach to it was like it felt a little bit like a video game. And some people were saying that's all right, that happens. And then some people were like a little bit more negative about it. So like that that's the other thing is that tropes are a thing. And, you know, video games base their plots around, like, items that you have to collect and, like, bad guys and antagonists who are trying to stop you. And that's, like, a very basic storytelling device. And so video games, I mean, video games as a medium have only been around for, like, 30 to 40 years now. So, like, they are a, they are in the larger scheme of, of storytelling. It's relatively new. And so, like, a lot of it is based off of you do in movies. And so you get you, you watch, like, Let's Play video, videos on YouTube that are, like, 40 hours because there's just so much content that is either, you know, cinematics or gameplay. And video games are inherently a different species, when it comes, especially modern video games, like, where you can play Skyrim for years and years and not finish it or, like, play, like, you know, like, the Spider-Man movie. The Spider-Man video game, I think, is one of the best Spider-Man stories ever beyond screen and it does a really good job of sh- of of like ad- ad- adapting the the comic book into a video game um but and like we've seen that we've seen the movies and i think that they, they do a good job of telling us a good story because i also think it's not it's not a super long video game i think i played it within a week uh and so you get a lot of like story that's been being told or you could just fuck around manhattan and like stop crime which i did both but i think that the story was still compelling and like as motion capture develops and as you know writers are being brought on like you said ht like video games are becoming much more cinematic i want to point to the god of war video game that came out two years ago it was really fun to play it was it was like they tried to make it feel like it was one take 
like 1917 or something. So like you were always, the camera never cut. It was always, it, you know, would loop around to see Kratos and his, and his son or, or like most of the video game play was third person. So the camera was behind, behind your character. Um, but when it got into cinematics, it was very like Emmanuel Lubezki sort of like free floating camera that never cut. And that was really fun and cinematic and inventive. And it worked for the video game that it, that it worked for the for God of War because of the story that they were telling. So like video games are so varied and cinematic now that trying to tell them in a movie would almost seem pointless unless you can really crack the story. That's the thing is it all comes back down to story and how to tell it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just a different way of telling stories. Uh, that's why I wonder if you, you mentioned The Witcher before, which is actually quite a successful adaptation because it's it pulls from both video game as well as the books and I wonder if like that episodic nature of video games where it's just like you finish a quest and you get a reward you finish a quest you get a reward and then you kind of build up to a bigger arc it's very much like tv storytelling at least before the days of peak tv when it was still very much the monster of the week the episode the case of the week and um, sometimes you would have a bigger arc, sometimes you wouldn't. So I wonder if, yeah, video game adaptations are, would be best suited towards the small screen instead of the big screen. What do you think it will be? Uh, I agree. I think it's sort of why I think that like books should be added, like books should be adapted into miniseries or TV TV shows because I think that there, video games and books have such rich backgrounds and like longer plots to tell that doing it into two hour chunks or even just one movie is a lot to do. Um, and so I think that that gives you the the fleshing out that you need to tell the story that you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to adapt like the, the video game or in this case, both the video game and the book, like in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they, they tried to do a Witcher movie. I, I think maybe even they did one. I'm not sure. They did. It, it was um, like a bad campy uh 90s movie or something it might not have been in, in english i think it was like russian or something yeah because yeah i think the artist i think that the writer is polish or something mm-hmm. so i think that you know it's it's you know things you know and that's the thing is like it was probably just as campy as mortal Kombat. probably it was you know it's probably it was probably very like fighty based fighting based um i think that you know there's only so much you could do in two hours time to to adapt like such a like large story to tell so i think that tv shows would be a good version of that or like a limited series or something so and you know that that gives you time to flesh out other characters and have them go on stories that maybe weren't in the books or in the uh, sorry in the in the video games uh and to like maybe if there was a problematic character in the video game you could be like we're reinventing this character for the screen so now it's no longer like bad or something um so i think that yeah i think probably tv shows would probably be the better fit unless you're telling a story that is like wholly new like the angry birds or you know I, detective pikachu wasn't wholly new but like it was just sort of you know such a niche story to tell that you could sort of do anything you wanted mm-hmm. to to make the story like cinematic as yeah. possible and that's why they're coming out with a new mortal Kombat movie too because the gameplay in that is also very simple it's just kind of fights and they can just do what right. they want with it um and they have quite a good cast too one that's very asian led so that's quite exciting so hopefully that'll be good and you know we'll break the video game curse but um oh i just want to say that the uh the hexer the witcher movie 
it was a 2001 Polish fantasy film called The Hexer. So they, they changed the, the title. Interesting. And um, then it was followed by a 13-episode television series uh, that aired in 2002 on Polish TV. So, yeah, also called The Hexer. Was it a, con- was it a continuation of the movie? Um, Is that what it says? It, or was it like its own adaptation? I think it's uh, – I think it w- was both. I think it was just like ad- adapted the movie into a TV series. Interestingly, yeah, I don't. Yeah, the Wikipedia is very sparse on that, but um, so that's just <laughs> and then you've a got fun fact. Yeah, so like I think that video games are they are very different stories to tell, and you know you could probably have the hero's journey like laid out throughout it, but I feel like yeah, movies are just harder to you know it's the chunk of time i think it all comes down to time mm-hmm. and how to tell the story that you need to tell in that time mm. for sure um so but do you hope at some point there will be a movie adaptation of, video, of a video game that will break that video game curse or do you think it's already been broken by detective pikachu or by the angry birds movie <laughs> i think it was probably broken by detective pikachu i you know i, I think maybe we could consider sonic you know because that was in development at the same time as pikachu or even after i mean like we you know we all know yeah, about sonic that. isn't a those, good... <laughs> those trailers came out like a day apart from each other like the detective pikachu one yeah and the sonic one i think they had like very similar like trailer re- release dates and i and then they pushed the sonic movie back so now it's like it takes place after the, the um but like both were in development for a while and maybe maybe going forward we'll get better movies or even you know better tv shows ad- adapted adapted that's not a word adapted from video game material um i would personally like to see more detect you know pokemon movies that are live action i think that there that because it is such a rich world to tell stories and you can almost like you could just craft your own story within within the universe um so i think i think yeah i think there'll be i don't know i was kind of hoping sonic would be the movie to do it to like mm-hmm. really like give a a good story but you know the trailers did not really uh uh give me hope for that Sorry. i don't know i just <laughs> maybe you know i know there's a mario movie in development that's been like a kicking around there's so that maybe uncharted that movie was... too that's been a long in development with tom holland yeah i don't know if that's gonna be made that's <laughs> that seems like it's dead on arrival um doa yeah, I, as I they say in in mortal kombat i don't know do they say that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. They say like, uh, fatality. Fatality. Well, this victory. Like, yeah. And like those lines are in the movie, in the 95 movie, which is are like they really? Here. That's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You should watch the movie. It's like, it's like fun. It's like fun to watch. <laughs> I know like Ming Na Wen is in one of the Mortal Kombat movies. Isn't she? Uh, I do not believe she is in the 95 movie. She okay. may have been in the, uh, sequel to it. Cause okay. I don't remember seeing that. Uh, yeah, no, it's like a fun like it like watch it with friends and it's just like silly bananas uh craziness. Um I think yeah, I think video games I don't know if I don't I can't think of any stories any any video games. Maybe maybe a God of War movie would do well. I don't know. Um we'll have to see. I think I think it's hard to do uh, an adaptation of a video game as we've been talking about. So, I don't know. Do you have any any video games you'd want to see on the on the silver screen or even on the small screen i mean i love kingdom hearts but it would make a terrible movie 
gosh, yeah. It would make a horrible movie because the plot in that in that video game is nonsensical. First of all, it although it would make for a good Disney Plus show. I I feel like because they could do what they want, and the manga uh, is actually not too bad. First Disney Plus anime, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> what if they did that based on the manga? Because the manga has somewhat more of a streamlined storyline than the video game. They did. I read quite a couple. I, re- I think I read up to like the events of Chain of Memories, and then uh, I caught up, and then I just stopped reading it. But it's it's fun. That's fun. yeah. You can find it probably somewhere in your local Barnes and Noble or local bookstores. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think if I were to go for a video game adaptation, I'd probably go for something that's you know not cinematic, doesn't have a story, and then see if Hollywood could craft something creative or do their own story out of it um so the candy crush movie candy crush movie exactly <laughs> um i wonder yeah oh i don't know i don't play enough video games that i would i would know it yeah that's the thing is me either but like i think that it's just hard to do because they you just have to you have to have a real good good writers on the team yeah i don't know if a final fantasy movie would do well it might, cause, think, but it's already, like, quite cinematic. So you'd have to do something either very different or, I don't know, Final Fantasy VII is, like, so famous. I don't know if you'd, you could do a good movie out of it. And I also watched the... Haven't they done Final Fantasy movies before? They have, but they're like they're like direct-to-video sort of sequel movies. So there was Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which was a sequel to the Final Fantasy VII game takes place like a couple years later um it was actually like it's not bad i had it on dvd the graphics are like not too bad and uh it just feels very much like a video game like extended extended video game cutscene. but uh it looked cool it has some cool sequences um there was the final fantasy spirits within movie which came at the time when cgi animation was still sort of in its um early days so it had the um, dead eyes syndrome and it was an original story, but it wasn't a very good story. I think I watched I watched it a long time ago. It wasn't very good. I'd be curious to see like if they could make a good story out of it because the Final Fantasy stories are like there's a different story with every game, and it's always something that plays into a high fantasy tropes or like fantasy ver- meets urban sci-fi tropes. So that would be interesting to see what they could craft out of that. But they often are quite convoluted, so. I would see, I'd like to see like an original story out of the Final Fantasy creators, maybe. Mm. If they do live action, it'll just end up looking like an anime live action adaptation where like it doesn't, it's kind of cringy though. So we'll, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd like to see more movies that play off of the experience of video games like Edge of Tomorrow, like Jumanji, um, not like Serenity. <laughs> because <laughs> uh steven oh yeah the, steven knight athlete has never played a video game in his life um but yeah something like I that that <laughs> something like that that like uh would makes like captures that experience of playing video games um and turns it into a creative and fun and uh, inventive uh movie going experience so yeah yeah uh video game movies just play a video game <laughs> Or watch a let's play. That's it. That's yeah. Watch watch either play a video game or watch the let's play. 
Um, or wait for an adaptation that will deliver on the promise of a video game. Yeah, wait, for, wait for Netflix um, to make a good adaptation out of it into a TV series. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll probably probably have seen the you know the the numbers for The Witcher, so they're probably looking into other things to adapt at this mm. point. They're definitely doing a Witcher season two, so you know there, there's there's future there's a future there for for they're adaptations of a a Witcher anime movie too. Like they're going all into The Witcher. Yeah. Yeah, they're really putting their chips on Witcher. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that kind of wraps up our discussion on uh, video game movies and the video game curse. Will it ever be broken? Has it already been broken? Let us know. But before you do, uh, let's move on to the last segment of our episode. I really, 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 really like you. But I need to tell you something. Why don't you start us off today? What do you really like this week? I have been binging Shit's Creek. Uh, I am in the middle of season four. I think I started this weekend around the middle of season two. So like I definitely like spent a lot of my time this this President's Day weekend watching uh, this show. It is so funny. Uh, it is heartfelt. It is uh, very fun. Uh I, th- I can't remember if I talked about the show when I first watched the first season, like last fall. Um, but I just find it so uh, like fun to like just have on because the characters are so funny and their interactions are so good. Catherine O'Hara is like fantastic as Moira, the mom, and like both Eugene and Dan Levy as father and son are great. And um, Anna Mur- Annie Murphy, I believe her name is, as Alexis is really funny as Alexis. Um, the characters basically like what if you took the Kardashians or what if you took like a wealthy family and put them in the middle of nowhere without any of their money and like see how they like try to like survive and like that's sort of like the premise of the show but like it gets like the characters it's it starts out like very like the characters are very like we don't want to be here but as they like live and ingratiate themselves in the uh uh uh, uh, not ingratiate uh uh integrate themselves into the the um the town uh, like relationships are formed and like it becomes like a really heartfelt sweet film um tv show and i'm excited to com- uh, watch the rest of it and catch up when season six goes on comes on netflix uh shit's creek all right well uh my really like this week is um the is a piece of news that i'm very excited about i've kind of been all about parasite and bong joon ho uh this week i haven't really been able to think about anything else so uh it was it came as a very exciting announcement when we heard that memories of murder and parasite are joining the criterion collection uh memories of murder is one of um Bong Joon, it's Bong Joon Ho's second film and it came out in 2000 uh let me see. I think it's 2001 or 2003. Uh, 2003. And it uh, tells the story of Korea's, uh, South Korea's most famous serial killer, who um, is probably like the equivalent of the Zodiac Killer in America. And this, the movie itself feels very much um, in the vein of David Fincher's uh, Zodiac, 
but it actually came out a couple of years before Zodiac. So if you guys like Zodiac, you should check it out and see how excellent Memories of Murder is. I think it really is Bong Joon-ho's best film after Parasite. Um, it's really close. It's like probably neck and neck. But uh, Memories of Murder and Parasite are both getting Criterion Collection releases. And I'm super stoked about it. Uh, both of them are, yeah, his, his masterpieces for sure. And um, I really hope at some point they bring other bong movies to uh criterion if, if not just like criterion streaming but i think the host definitely deserves a criterion collection release as well um but yeah i'm just like so stoked about this i uh, can't wait to get these um these uh physical re- releases of these excellent films memories of murder actually just got a 4k restoration i think so uh it'll be very exciting to see that with a fancy criterion uh cover so yeah Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, Memories of Murder. Check it out. Uh, We all recommended Korean movies last time, but yeah, definitely Memories of Murder is like my top choice for you guys to watch, which, by the way, is streaming for free on YouTube if you don't want to wait for the Criterion release. Okay, that is our episode for the week. If you guys want to talk to us about video game movies, the video game Curse, whether you think that Curse is broken, um... Shits Creek or Bong Joon-ho and the Parasite and Memories of Murder Criterion releases, please come chat with us. And where can they do that, Willoughby? You can find us on Facebook if you search for us there. We're also on Twitter at Falcon Podcast. Our blog is millennialfalconpodcast.wordpress.com. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at htranbui. And you can find me at Willoughby Dobbs on Twitter. All right, thanks for joining us, guys. Bye!